Hello everybody, welcome back and welcome to episode 5 of the TA Fit My Motivation podcast. In this episode, I speak with Naomi Ogbita, a um, under-23s triple jump undisputed champion. Uh, she's, she, she basically doesn't, doesn't really lose. Um, she's uh, got so many talents and skills in, in all walks of life. She really um, has an amazing attitude and amazing thirst for um, learning and um like I said in the the podcast, when, when you listen, she's she's literally a master of all trades, not of a, not a jack of all trades. Um, she's just about to compete in the twenty the deferred twenty twenty Olympics, the twenty twenty one in Japan, and um, she's taking her video blog um, over with Team GB to 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 allow us to to tune in to watch the Olympics. So she's got so many things going for her. She's uh, she like I said, she she vlogs, a video blog. She's uh, she has a YouTube channel. She's a comedian. Um, she's got a politics degree, amongst other things, and she works for uh, several charities. And you can find out more about all the things that Naomi does on her website. Um, and I'll, I'll leave a link in, in in the description on my on my page on tafit.co. Um, so if you want to find a bit more about Naomi, what she's getting up to, then you can feel free to do that. Um, again, like I said, she's she's an amazing woman and. Um, at just 22 as well she's got so many things going for her, i'm sure we'll be hearing the name now we'll beat her for many years to come so uh without any further ado i just want to say um that i'm really thankful for everyone who's listened so far and is, is continuing to listen i really do get motivation when i do when i see that there's um you know repeat repeat listeners and it just it just makes it worthwhile for the, for the time and the effort that you put into um recording and and editing these uh, these episodes because they do take um, quite a lot of time and effort to get it right. Um, so I just want to I just want to extend my thanks to everyone who's listening and keeps listening. And if you find anything useful at all in these um, podcasts, I just like you to share and, and tell someone about it, or just just comment down in the, uh, the the comments box about what what you liked, what you didn't like. I'd be happy to answer all all questions and um, so I can kind of improve what I'm doing. Obviously, it's just a learning process, just starting out, but talking to people who I'm interested in, so hopefully other people will be interested in it too. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, here's episode five with Naomi Ogbita. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, right, so obviously there's so much like to talk about because you've got like so many strings to your bow. Like people call me a bit of a jack of all trades, but you're like a master of all trades. <laughs> you, seem to have, you seem to have everything kind of going for you. So um, like from triple jump, you've got your, your video diary blogs that you do you've got your um is it leaps and leaps and laughs i've, I've been yeah I feel like I, I feel like i know you in a way now because i've seen like a few <laughs> things that you've been doing so that and then you've got obviously your politics degree that you did at manchester mm-hmm. and you've got um well basically you're just a content creator as well which is kind of what well, i think that's kind of more jobs are going into like content creating and like that that kind of niche market kind of thing so kind of what i what the, the basis of like what i what i've been doing is with uh, this fitness mindset motivation is more of more for like the fitness mindset motivation is like it, it triggers a lot of seo words so it's, that's um, a good thing but it's more like that, how i see fitness is because i retired from rugby because of an injury and um i had to kind of like fiddle my way through and find out how i should like st- being taken away from a professional sport professional environment where i had so much structure to say and then having to like kind of put the pieces back together in terms of mentally, mentally, physically, um, and then kind of trying to structure my own 
without a coach trying to structure your own life again. And what my kind of the base of this is to try and like provide like TA fit the website is to try and find, provide like a hub where people who are non-athletes as well as athletes can go and like, obviously see snippets of like people talking like us athletes talking about their careers and their lives and how they managed to balance like what, what they do and how, how they managed to structure their days with their, like um, how they managed to stay focused day to day. And like, um, I want a place where people can then obviously share their kind of thoughts and whether, uh, whether, whether it might be your specific type of training for your, for, for triple jumping sake, because triple jumping is quite a niche sport and people might not have access to those kind of things. And I'd like obviously people to have access to everything really, because it's a bit unfair. I, I see it, saw it. I see it still as a bit unfair that like, obviously if you're, you could be you could be someone who's super talented, but you've just not had the right coaching, or you've not had the access to the right coaching. And so, what I'm trying to do in the bigger picture, my like kind of why is um, like kind of I want to be able to, to provide stuff for everyone free of charge, really. But and then have have these conversations. So, like I see fitness as basically you've got your physical side and then your metaphysical side. So you've got your you know your training, your coaching, your your coaching for your 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 chosen sport or your body type or your your diet your um those those kind of areas and you got your metaphysical which is kind of your your mindset and just where you're at whether you can keep that focus i'm just giving you all this now so that when you're answering questions you can kind of refer back to to to, yeah. to those kind of points really and um, but in general i just want to conversate and just talk about all the things that you've got going for you because <clears throat> you've had a lot of things that have happened and you're only at 22 so yeah. first things first I want to go as a lighter note, comedian. How did that come about? And Edinburgh Fringe Festival was that nervous? <laughs> was that nervous being on that? Yeah, yeah. For one, it, yeah, it definitely was nervous. Not as bad as triple jumping, though. I don't think. Actually, no. Let me think. No, that was worse. That was worse um, because obviously, if you're trying to make people laugh, we would do improv comedy. So we're making up things like on the spot, and the audience would just suggest random locations or ideas to us. So obviously, if we don't make them laugh, like we've not done a good job. So that is yeah. quite nerve-wracking because you can't control how other people are gonna um, perceive you. But um, how I got into that was in uni. I just really wanted to join one of the societies um, when I first started, and. I came across the comedy and I was like, oh, that's a bit different. And maybe I should just try it, um, just to try and see if I can get my confidence up and make friends and all that type of stuff. And yeah. it was on the same day where I had training. So I thought, oh, and no, I'll leave it. But then I, I kind of told my coach in like passing and my coach said, oh, we'll change what we'll do. We'll change the um, day that we train so you can do it. And I thought that I was like, oh, okay. So I actually tried it, but I'm really glad my coach did that because that was something that I kept going throughout my whole university experience. And it really, really helped me in so many ways. So maybe he kind of knew that that was going to build my confidence and he actually, yeah, adjusted the training plan so that I was able to do something else. Yeah. So I, th I think like the sign of a good coach is to obviously be aware of like the bigger picture as well, because you're not just an athlete, you're a person as well. So I'm guessing yeah. that uh, he knew kind of what, what, what was going to, the benefits of that would have been, but like I, I kind of in university, I wish that, cause I, I, I had those problems where I was training full-time, uh, full-time rugby. And then it was like, I joined societies and I always had that. It was more, more of almost an excuse because I knew that to squeeze that extra bit of something in society today would be so, so hard, but obviously you've managed to do it. But like, obviously you had a coach who was understanding where I was in a team sport where you don't have understanding coaches at all. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys, can't practice for the match. I'm going to do comedy. It's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, going to, 
I'm going to just do some comedy. Can I do that? Uh, no, no, mate. You're not going to play ever again. <laughs> so side sidestepping that then. So like what you did with um, your kind of time at uni, I kind of admire because you've, you've, you've done so much when you've really bought into the idea of the university kind of get becoming a well-rounded individual which is like kind of what university is there for and um obviously kind of going into this next however long it's going to be with these kind of strange the strange strange circumstances it's going to be distance learning a lot of zoom calls and whatnot like kind of what advice would you be would you give to those like kind of new students who are coming in who are going to obviously not have that same kind of experience but I still have a university experience, but still, you know, what, what advice would you give them? Um, I think the advice I'd give to students, I know, I, I always think I, I just don't know how they're doing it in a way, because it's so yeah. different and it can be, and I understand that it's difficult, but I think just to remember why you do in university. And I think sometimes you, with university, it's not even just about you. It's like just having that little graduation picture on the wall in your, in your parents' house and it, that proud moment for all your family to know that you've sort of achieved something. So I think just trying to remember the reason why you're at university. And even if it's really difficult, just try and try to see it outside of yourself and I think there'll be other ways that you can try and be social, even if it's on Zoom and doing like Zoom socials and stuff. But yeah, I think the, the main thing I'd say is remember why you're doing it. And even though it's hard, just try and keep keep focused on that. Yeah. And I, I suppose like when I was, when I, my time there, like I, I didn't like, I didn't grab the ball by the horns enough. So I didn't like join societies or like I wish I'd have done because like all like, I was, was surrounded by was sport and then, like anything outside of sport I wasn't even like because you're playing a team sport like oh you can't go and do that because you you might not you might not be insured or you might get injured or whatnot but I think I think what you've done is you've just you've just gone whatever opportunity you've just gone you kind of just gone yes to almost everything <laughs> and then you've just developed yeah. these developed these skills of like almost every, like everything you've done you've kind of like done well at so like talk me through your like um vlogs and your leaps and laughs and um are you do that is that is that um your boyfriend that you do that with or, yeah, yeah. So how, yeah so. how did that start off and come about oh i don't even remember how we started it but i think we just wanted to try and make like funny-ish content which was kind of informative mainly for like a younger sort of audience just to be a bit more light-hearted and about athletics because sometimes it's so serious that people yeah. just don't really like have a laugh so that's kind of kind of why i wanted to do that um, and then with the vlogging, I think one of my friends said that I should just keep showing the behind the scenes of competitions because that's what people want to see. Like it might seem mundane to me, but other people might think it's interesting. So I started doing them these OGS vlogs, these one minute vlogs, um, going, you know, with the European Championships, Athletics World Cup, I was trying to film every little bit of like a little GoPro um, and editing it. Um, and people seem to really like it, but at some points I felt a bit discouraged because I wouldn't get that many views um so I was like oh I don't, I don't know if this if people are actually enjoying it but there'll be just one person who, who saw it and it was someone from the university who saw it and asked if I could make one for the great uh, was it the purple run um for the for the Manchester run so I thought yeah I'll do, I'll do a vlog for that um and then I was interviewed with BBC I was interviewed by BBC um like on behalf of the uni and then from then um, uni were kind of encouraging me to do lots of different presenting things so throughout my summer holidays I was 
interviewing PhD students, professors, like all different people from the university. And kind of from that experience, I think that's how I managed to go to BBC and present for BBC Sport later on that summer. So it was definitely like, I started off doing it myself, but even though I wasn't getting many views, like the right people were seeing it. Um, and that's why it created more opportunities. Definitely. And, and like, um, like doing like this kind of online things of like content creation, there's not much reward like at the time like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on in terms of editing and like those little kind of when, when you really appreciate a good youtube video now because <laughs> yeah. you, you see these kids in america and you're like man that is a sick piece of editing <laughs> yeah got, like a sick camera and everything and you're just like oh that would have taken <laughs> so long for me to get together because yeah. like now you get now you start to do it and like one of, one of my questions was when you're getting these, um, you've got to be very forward thinking, haven't you? So like, you've got a camera, you've got a GoPro and you're thinking, okay, should I get this, this scene here and we're walking past and then, cause you got to like kind of, now yeah. obviously I'm in this world, you'd see behind the curtain, you've got to really piece it together in your brain and where you're going, that's going to go there. You're going to put a little bit of a funny gift there <laughs> and then you're going to put some sound there. So yeah, it's, it takes a lot of skill. Dan. I really do appreciate that it does, it, it, <laughs> it is hard work. So what you're doing is, is, is good. So hats off to you. So this year has been, um crazy to say the least um so obviously with the deferral of the um oh well so for those who for if people who don't know who you are give me a give a quick quick brief intro of like kind of i know you you under 23s were champion and your your record is 14 15 is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like kind of what kind of where, where do you see yourself in terms of stature with the the obviously the world um triple jump like society kind of thing yeah so i'm a triple jumper i'm the seven times british um senior triple jump champion and also like i think maybe I don't know how many times I've won the age group champions, yeah. but basically since under 17 until now, um, I've always got something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't lose. What... I just don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically within Britain. And then we, within Europe, I'm probably like one of the top 10. And then in the world, I'm top 20 in right. the triple jump. So, but slowly creeping up those rankings. Yeah. Um, and my aim is to go to the Tokyo Olympics yeah. in, I think, in July. I mean, it's meant to be, it's meant, it's meant to have already been, you know, all said and done, but nope, it's still going for that. So, so. like, in, in yeah. obviously going from that, like what's, um, what's happened in terms of like, you know, because like, like you said, the behind the scenes kind of stuff, because me being a sport event, it, it's, I'm, I'm a bit like green to the, to, to, to athletics really. Obviously I did athletics as a kid, but I wasn't at many meets and all that. So I don't know how, kind of what goes into it. Like you have obviously your separate coach, but then you have your governing body and what's gone on with like kind of, um how's the deferral happened and how did it all like what, what what's been said behind the scenes and what's like kind of now moving from here to this point to tokyo 2021 what's what's the process going to be um so with the national governing body they sort of set like they choose who's going to be like on funding and get all the support and things so what they did is that they kind of froze it so everybody who got support last year they're not going to change it regardless of how your performance was this year because obviously there was a pandemic so i think that was really good of them to do that um, but just looking forward, elite athletes are able to sort of travel for competition. Like everything's pretty much the same for us. We can train, um, we can travel, we can train in small sort of groups, things like that. Um, but the main difference is that 
the, the way that they classified elite athletes doesn't include so many athletes because you know so many people get involved with athletics from grassroots all the way up to professionals um, and there's some British champions who can't train um, when there's a lockdown so I think you know that there's still work to be done there but for me it's it's been pretty pretty normal um, looking towards Tokyo. And um, like in terms of training wise how have you kind of restructured what you've been doing like because obviously you, you, you will. You, you, were you in a were you in a bubble with your coach, or was it like were you were you not, or like? No. So it started off with the first lockdown. I just lost sort of all motivation. You know, when you're working so hard to um, qualify for the Olympics, and then it gets kind of taken away. Um, I, I just didn't know what to do, um, and I think it kind of yeah, if, I would say it affected me mentally, and I didn't really train. But then um, my agent told me that. I've, I've got picked for the, for the Diamond League, which is one of the biggest like professional yeah, yeah, competitions yeah. you do as an athlete. And I was like, okay, I need to quickly start that's, working out again. Sick. So <laughs> then me and my coach would, um, yeah, we'd meet up in the park and things like that. And we'd, we'd just try and do what we could. Obviously with triple jump, you need the sand pit and everything, yeah. but we just doing it in the park. Loads of people watching, people walking the dogs and just staring like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bounding up and down the park. But um, yeah, so training was really difficult first lockdown, but with the second lockdown, I um, joined Block London, which is all like Pilates, yoga, yeah. core, everything. So I just do all that um, online. Yeah. Um, and then my training, I was able to access the facilities as normal um, because I was got the elite athlete status. So yeah, it's been it's been so much better um, second time round than than first time. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, obviously no one was prepared for it the first time round. So <laughs> no, not at no all. Call that. But yeah. like so, so like kind of focusing on fitness side of things what is kind of your kind of program uh programming like a weekly you don't have to be so specific but like kind of yeah. a weekly programming for your for, for a triple jumper and obviously uh moving into the the olympic olympics year olympic year yeah so my coach sort of divides like our training into blocks so it's a four-week block and the first week is a recovery week so we don't do much um, and then we also have a rest on completely like from Thursday until Monday we have like a rest then the second week we have like a light week then medium and heavy so right now I'm in heavy week that's why I'm sat in bed <laughs> doing this because my legs are dead chilling out <laughs> but, um, compression, compression socks on yeah. ice pack sell ice bath all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the training oh, sorry, very... from, there, from there down it just is not going to be a pretty, pretty picture <laughs> in an ice bath right now as <laughs> imagine <laughs> Wim Hof breathing and everything. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, but, um, yeah, my training varies. It's a lot of gym work. Obviously, getting heavier as the, the weeks go. Yeah. Um, and then it's a lot of sort of, because triple jump, you want to get it precise just to get everything out of each movement. Um, so it's a lot of flexibility, a lot of core strength, um, a lot of circuits, um, and then sprints as well to get that power. Yeah. So it's just a bit, it varies between that, just the, the heaviness of it changes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a really good method. I think it works. But when it's heavy week, oh, yeah. it's so hard. <laughs> so, so like uh, in terms of, <clears throat> I can imagine. Um, well, I, don't, I can see that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a balance exercise as well. So there's, there's a lot of like kind of strength balance kind of power. Do you have like a strength power day kind of thing where you have like what I tend to do uh, or did or I still do, but um, like on a Wednesday usually I do like a power like stability. So I'll do like say. Um, I don't know, for example, so I'll do, I'll do like cleans, a, a, a clean, full, a full clean into uh, box jumps off, on box step down, jump ups kind of thing. And then I'll do, yeah. so I'll do a kind of a compound movement 
with a stability or a fast switch movement? Do you just do you incorporate those kind of things? Is that kind of standard back practice? Yeah, those kind of things? yeah, yeah, we do. So in the gym, we normally don't do too much in the gym. We'll do like six exercises, but some of them will be like single leg, so for balance and things like that. And then some of it will be really explosive, like the cleans. Um, and then we also do like Bosey ball, like maybe single leg, medicine ball throws um, and core workouts as well. Um, as well as your squats and everything like that so it's a real balance of strength and then that stability because with triple jump here you're going full pell and then landing on one leg so you need that balance are you it's not gonna be pretty is it my hips would be dead like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how your hips are like absolutely bust up but uh, (laughs) what would you say is your is like so the percentage of, of of actually practicing triple jump to actually training if you know what i mean i'd say it's like 30 percent um, the majority is it's almost uh, that's what I'm kind of realizing now because this is the first time I'm really started influencing yoga and Pilates and everything yeah. the mobility has had such a positive effect on my triple jumping than anything really I mean yeah. the gym's yeah. hugely important which I found out after trying to do my diamond league with no gym in my legs yeah. um, it wasn't easy <laughs> um but um yeah I think it's it's mainly everything you do outside to get that strength because the triple jump once you know how to do it it's like riding a bike but yeah. if you don't have that strength behind you it's injury yeah. it's not very far distances so yeah i'd say the practice of it the actual jumping we only do maybe twice out of the maybe 10 sessions um, right, right right so like yeah. um, what the fa- the failure from a rugby standpoint was like there's so many injuries in rugby because they negate n- mobility it was getting better as i was co- coming to the end of my career but like mm-hmm. um, it was still on your own back to do it, if you know what I mean. And then when people are going, oh, you got to go to yoga or lads, you do this. So you got a group of, imagine a group of 35 lads in a yoga room doing downward dog and X, Y, Z movements with our instructor at the front as well. It doesn't go down too well. You don't get much yeah. done. So like we didn't really do much mobility work and hence I had, I've got these hip problems. But like now, since I've stopped, I've decided to research um, into loads of different ways of, like trying to treat it and it's all just movement based and like distractions physio obviously but all these things are like it's it's about like opening up just getting space within the the the, the socket basically that because you yeah. you there's like 24 different muscles around you your glute and your quad that that over tighten when you're not supple when you're not moving so i'm guessing that all those things that you're doing will definitely help you later on in your career because you're just only 22 so just definitely stick stick at them because you don't want to be having an operation like me. That is just honestly oh. the worst thing. I just advise no one to ever, ever, ever get a hip operation. I was just told to like, oh yeah, do this. You'll get back in six months, and then uh, yeah, never. It's been three years, <laughs> but I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there now. I'm starting doing triathlons, and you know, I'm I'm okay single like playing the movements. Which I just can't change yeah. direction anymore. But it is what it is. <laughs> 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 anyway right let's go let's go on to uh your degree let's go boring onto your degree now i want to talk politics with you what what was uh what was the st- what was the degree about and then also in light of the degree like obviously you've only you've just you've just uh, graduated out was it last year or this year, year? Ago, yeah. yeah so you've graduated last year um kind of what your thoughts around politics in the world i know that's a broad <laughs> question but there's a lot there's a lot going on and <laughs> like the whole the whole trump era and whatnot what the hell just any any insights into what you think in terms of brexit in terms of trump in terms of <laughs> just give me a snapshot of about four or five points that you can that was like really either annoyed you or has really like thought there might be some light at the end of a tunnel that very dark tunnel <laughs> right um well <laughs> 
I studied um, politics and quantitative methods. So that was basically just politics and then statistics, being able to analyze um, data and put it all into graphs and show people basically. So I really enjoyed my degree. It was definitely challenging. The, the math side of things is never my strongest point, um, but I really wanted to challenge myself and learn something really new. Um, but I think I definitely have studied politics in the most interesting time ever. That's that's kind of what I, what I think. I think before that, before I studied it, because I studied it at A-level, so I think it was 2014 was when I first started um, studying it. And I didn't really care that much about politics. I know a lot of young people didn't seem to really care much about it. The 18 to 24 year olds had like the lowest voting sort of turnout. And now kind of being in 2020 and looking at how things are, the young people almost leading the, yeah. the scene when it comes to politics and you see it with the protests and you see it with all the petitions I'm seeing 14 year olds 15 year olds putting all these petitions on yeah. the Instagram stories and Snapchat <laughs> how how's everybody so into politics now so I think even though there's been a lot of interesting things happen with you know Brexit Trump <laughs> just everything the yeah. Scottish referendum like it's been the most crazy couple of years and I think it's the good thing that's come out of it is that so many young people now are really interested in politics and they're the people who are going to shape their future. So hopefully things will get better. So that, that's my positive outlook yeah. on politics. I think, I think that, that they can only get better. <laughs> like, yeah, they have to. It has to be up there. It's got to be like you've got Trump, yeah. like the Trump regime. It's like it is like a regime. It's like a dictatorship. He was just absolutely mental and like when you've got someone trolling people on twitter as a, as a president i was like what is going on and like it was just allowing it like what why would he allow it i don't understand i just don't get what it what was going on. it was just like it was almost like a, just a, especially with what was going on with this year i just thought is, is this actually yeah. mental this is just real is this actually real life it's just it was actually yeah. just mental so um right so going on to like kind of your the bigger picture of Naomi kind of what would so you've kind of you get you've got you as you, the, the triple jumper you got you as the your, your extracurriculars your vlogging your website kind of thing so bring it all together obviously triple jumping is obviously what you want to do and you want to be like super successful you want to be hopefully gold medalist you want you want to you want to knock off that Venezuelan girl I can't remember her name. <laughs> I, I did I did obviously Google it, but I can't remember her name. You want to, you want to knock her out and then we want to have a, a, a gold medal GB. Um but obviously once it, all that is wrapped up and you've you've done all that, what what kind of do you want to ha get out of like kind of life in, in general, kind of moving forward? Do because I see a lot of people, I see like the reason I'm asking it see a lot of people who are so goal orientated on big goals and they're not got these little goals and they're not trying to think of a broader picture and a broader outlook on life, which is like kind of, um, I'm sound like a, a wise old, <laughs> some kind of wizard mania, but because of I've gone through these times, I know now and I can kind of talk about it. So what is your kind of broader outlook on life aside from triple jumping, obviously with triple jumping? Um, I think, so just like this year I started, well, from last September, as soon as I graduated, I started, um, like working with young people. I was going into schools, working with kids who were at risk of exclusion, year eights and year nine boys. So that was definitely out of my comfort zone. But yeah. I, I think from there, it was just, I, I learned so much. And like, even though I was meant to be kind of helping them and teaching them and stuff, I ended up learning loads because, you know, you, you start to realize about how much, like, how do I word it? It's sort of how external circumstances can affect the path that young people end up on. And I think all I want to do is to 
change that i don't know how yet but i really want to make it so that there really is more of a level level playing field so it doesn't matter where you're from where where you grew up where what color you are anything like that that that, that shouldn't stop you because yeah. some of these kids are so talented maybe they're so good at sports so good at um, even you know smart whatever but they just don't have the right um, environment to help them thrive so i don't know yet i haven't pictured it yeah. but whether that's with my media whether that's with my sport to try and encourage these young people to to get to where they can get to that yeah. that's it but that's the yeah, bigger goal yeah but like it's got yeah. it's almost it like kind of marries up with I'm, what i'm trying to do in a way like i'm i have that kind of bigger purpose of like i do you do want to help people and you do want to give people equal opportunities but like in terms of like i didn't have access to certain coaches or didn't have access to certain um mental help or like you, you there's there's certain issues that everyone have and everyone's issues are their own issues so Everyone has a trauma. So say you, someone breaks around that trauma, if that's their, the worst thing that's happened to them and they've yeah. dealt with that in a negative way, then that's, that is their trauma. That's their problem. Like that is, that is what they need nurturing. And, and it's not for someone else to be like judgmental and go, Oh, well, you've only broke your arm because that's yeah. their experience. That's not happened to anyone else. So like, obviously there's people who have like uh, super traumatic childhoods and, and even, even worse things you can't even like imagine. And, but then they still, I, they're the people who you want to be able to say, look, there's, there's a platform for you. If you want to do this, I can provide X, Y, Z. And like that, it seems like a, a similar kind of balance. Maybe, maybe that's like, a, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's just like, maybe it's a sport thing. Maybe we're just, <laughs> too many, yeah. but we just want to help people. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's on a similar kind of wavelength. I think and is it was that thing that you did the charity thing for the foot. Is it football? Was it yeah. Football? football beyond borders. Cause I'm not a footballer obviously, but my brother plays um, football, but I, I just wanted to see, you know, what, what can I give to these um, young kids who are obs obsessed with football? Like that's their dream. But obviously I'm not, but it's like, I can still go from my experience and try and tell them like, okay, this is how I dealt when I was under pressure and how can you put that onto the pitch? Cause half of it was in the classroom and half of it was on the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of, one of my favorite sort of memories was we had to, we did like a little radio workshop where we got the young people like over the, if it was over the week, the half term. So it's the fact that they engaged so much that they even wanted to do it in the half term. Yeah. and. We, we got them to make their own radio show about any topic they wanted to do with football. They got them in a proper radio studio and some of them went from like, they were all Salford kids, like having like yeah. no confidence, didn't want to do it. It's cringy, it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're presenting with the headphones on the mic in front of them. And, and just seeing that, even though it's nothing to do with football, it's nothing to do really with sport in that sense, but they really got out of their, their comfort zone. And yeah. they, they, you know, if sometimes I don't know if it's a, where I'm from, like kids, you even when I was growing up, you feel so embarrassed to be slightly different to anyone else because you're just gonna get terrified for it. Um, so just to see them come out of the shell was was really cool. So yeah, well, I, I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah, but I think like moving forward in terms of having a because a, a well-rounded. Right. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, you have these superstars who come from who who can rise up through the rankings and not have that kind of support system because they are super talented, and that's sometimes that's super lucky and like that does happen. But then, like on, 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 like on, there is obviously those people who are almost as talented or just as talented, but not had that same pathway, but have less support or less support system, or someone's not noticed them. I think that's what we're kind of trying to get out there is that, that there is those people who will slip through the net because you're just so lucky to be seen by someone if you are, if you have been like seen, you know, you've just been amazingly talented in the right place, the right time. But then there is yeah. those people who are just as talented, but just haven't had that opportunity. I think so. That's, that's sick though. I didn't even know that you did. Uh, well, I, I knew that you, you did a bit of charity work. I didn't know that it was that. That's sick. 
I'll be I'll be interested to speak about that after this if if you if you want if you want to. Right. So um so 2021, Japan, what are your thoughts and what are your goals? Um so my thoughts are I hope it's gonna happen. I hope it's gonna happen. I yeah. think it will, but <laughs> they're not like I want by now I want to be like they're saying it's 110 percent you're getting footage of them sorting everything out, but right now it's like we're not seeing much yet. So Hopefully is, it, is, it C, is it CGI footage? AI? I'm just bro- <laughs> <laughs> I'm robots. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm hoping it's happening. Um, I'm training harder than I've ever trained and I feel like I'm just in a better place than I was in all the other years as well. Um, so I'm just hoping to... I don't even know what I know what I'm hoping, but it's almost like since I don't want to say it because like, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm just hoping to do well. I'm hoping to do GB proud. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But I know. You, you know but if you thing is though, if you don't say it, then you like you're putting it on a you're putting it on a pedestal. And you're not like you're not visualizing the the result. You've got to visualize that goal. You know. <laughs> visualize that medal you gotta visualize it you know what that'll be my new year's resolution to be able to say what i want to achieve out yeah. loud sometimes because, you know, because you, you're not like you're not you're not you're not big headed you're not trying to say i know i know where you're coming from you're not being like oh i don't want to say that i'm, I'm really good because you are obviously like super talented ah oh. put them shoes on and try again um sorry to that guy <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just it's just a little bit i suppose obviously with technology these kind of yeah. things are gonna happen but it's kind of a little bit like bittersweet in terms of the, in fact, the, the, because the shoe that actually did a lot of the damage in terms of the damage, a lot of, <laughs> I, I, I like Nike, so I know, but the, the shoe that did a lot of like the, that broke a lot of the records has actually been yeah. reduced in size now. And it's been reduced in the, the carbon thing's been reduced. Oh, okay. So they, yeah. the because the spring, the amount of spring that they're allowed has been actually reduced now. So not even a lot. So I think it's more of a, a just a bittersweet thing. I just just want to yeah. hear if there's any any like uproar behind scenes about it because yeah, I'd be I'd well. like to make um, triple jump ones with a spring in it. That would be good for me. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> just on a, a pogo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, before you go, what do you want to uh, say? Obviously, plug plug your your site and bits and bobs. Yeah, so first, thank you for having me on this podcast. I've really enjoyed it. So shout out to you. Um, and then also my website is called Three Point Start. Um, that's sort of telling athlete stories um, and interviews, videos, everything like that. Um, and then also my social media is just my name, Naomi Agbita. And check out the YouTube, Leaps and Laughs. Wow. And yeah, I think, is that everything? I feel yeah. like there's something else, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. You know what? what I'll, do, I'll, I'll do a write-up and then I'll put it on yeah. my website and then everyone can add, send me links and then if there's anything you forgot, you can just chuck it on there and people can yeah. discover more about Naomi Ogbita and uh, good luck in 2021 and training up, up until then. Thanks again for everyone for listening to episode five with Naomi Ogbita. I hope you got some uh, useful information there and uh, I know I did and it was uh, a great episode to speak to her and it was, it was uh, even though we had a couple of technical issues and uh, the screen cutting out but uh, we managed to smooth over and get, and get through it in the end but yeah um, I, I want to wish her and Team GB all the luck that, that possible for the 2021 Olympics in Japan and I'm really interested to see how this uh, video diary is going to go with Naomi and I think that um, in recent weeks she's been doing more and more towards the uh, the vlog series so uh, really keep, it up, keep an eye out for Naomi and what I'll do is I'll link to Naomi's website 
and uh, with the charity Football Beyond Borders. Um, so you can find out for yourself more about what Nana was doing and follow her journey and uh, Team GB's journey and we can all get behind her. Um, so yeah, thanks to Naomi. Up in episode six, I speak with a good friend of mine, QLT, ex-teammate of Sheffield, and we just had a really good catch-up. It was just a, a bit of a two-way conversation and we got covered so many bases, so many things. I think we ended up speaking for over an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half. I had to cut it down in places. So, um, yeah, there's some really good knowledge. There's really good information in there about rugby, about outside of rugby, about his life, how he's how he progressed from Australia over to Sheffield and everything in between. Family, we go into the, his, his culture. There's, there's everything in there. So uh, tune back in next week for that long long form discussion with my good friend uh, QLT and again I'd just like to say thank you so much for, for your time and for, for, for those who keep listening um, I will be posting more regularly on a Monday now just to keep it consistent for everyone so they know that it's what day things are going to come out on so yeah again thank you and uh, I'll see you next week <laughs>